You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. Our Lord's teaching today invites us to examine the totality or otherwise of our love for God. Is there anything that comes between us and God? And this examination is important for understanding the second commandment, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. It may sound like a bit of a cliche to be told, you know, you have to love yourself. Uh, but it's true. The question is, in what does authentic self-love consist? We know that it cannot be that self-centered or selfish love. So in what does it consist? At the beginning of Mass today, in the collect, we prayed that God would increase our faith, hope, and charity, and make us love what he commands. It was essentially a prayer for ourselves. We prayed for an increase in the virtues of faith, hope, and charity, because none of us is complacent. None of us, I hope, thinks, I think I'm okay. I'm pretty good, all things considered. We have all got some ways to go before being able to utter, as our Lord did on the cross, it is accomplished. And commending our souls into the hands of the Lord as we take our last breath in this life. As long as we're in a state of grace, these theological virtues are present in our souls. But they are present in a more or less abundance according to the degree in which we are in a state of grace. Insofar as there remains any attachment to sin, the possession of these gifts is attenuated, for that affection to sin is an obstacle to being fully possessed of and by God. And this is why it's so important that we have the habit of a daily examination of conscience and frequent recourse to the sacrament of confession. Frequent confession is an effective means of driving out affection for sin. And it's a necessary means of forgiveness of mortal sins. Authentic self-love, therefore, consists in seeking holiness and in seeking to love God above all things. The three theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity operate us in, on us in such a way to, as to possess the hearts, souls, and minds with which Jesus tells us we are to love God. To love God with our whole heart means to be attached to no other things or person but God. Whatever lesser secondary loves present themselves to us should be loved for God's sake and in such a manner that our whole life tends towards the life of heaven, the possession of which is the sole and whole purpose of our life. To love God with our whole soul means ordering our will so that it is so fixed on loving God as to be ready to lay itself down for God. Life would not be worth living if we were not lived for God. And to love God with our whole mind means to have the mind firmly focused upon the truth and to be firm in the faith. All the faculties of our mind should be set on seeking to know the truth and to follow it, seeking to understand the mystery of God. Even when we are looking at the mysteries of the universe and the beauties of science, this morning I uh, saw the International Space Station 
going over Cottage Grove. It uh, came above the horizon at 7.11 in the morning and it was moving very fast across the sky for four minutes, I think, until it went below the eastern horizon. It was a wonderful sight and I've just discovered that it just did that a few hours before. So it's going around incredible speed and um, there's a website, International Space Station website, that gives you the times when it's, when you can see it from where you are. So if you want to look it up. And be entertained morning uh, and evening as you see this wonderful sight. But that only helps us to come closer to the mysteries of God. We should, we, loving God with our mind means striving to live constantly in and constantly aware of the presence of God. Having a spirit of prayer not permitting things to enter our minds that can draw us away from God, taking time to nourish our minds with good viewing, listening, and reading. And while there is no shortage out there of what might be unhealthy or even sinful, there is also a wealth of material in Catholic radio or television, podcasts, audible books, etc., that can be good for us and that can nourish our souls and help us to see our lives and the world from the perspective of eternity. Knowing how to love ourselves is key if we are to fulfill what Jesus calls the second commandment, which is like the first, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. It is like the first because we see in every person God's image. And by loving the image of God that we see in others, we love God. In the book of Exodus, we hear what God has told Moses to tell his people concerning the way they are to treat foreigners, widows, orphans, and the poor. The humble but great Saint Mother Teresa of Calcutta is probably the best known modern example of the treatment of others inspired by the love of God. At the center of the lives of her missionaries of charity is the Eucharist, God with hours each day dedicated to prayer and adoration. And from their love of God, they draw strength to serve the poorest of the poor without discrimination. St. Teresa of Calcutta was no activist. She didn't fight, quote unquote, to overcome world poverty or racism or any other kind of ism. Although when she did get to speak before bodies such as the United Nations, she never failed to advocate for one group of people in particular, the unborn. She simply fulfilled the commandment to love one's neighbor as oneself, seeing in the poor, the destitute, the outcast, the soul made in the image of God, whom she loved with all her heart, soul, and mind. Jesus does not call us to be activists, but rather to look into our hearts and to generously serve our neighbor in need. The image on the front of this weekend's bulletin is of a homeless camp in Portland. And if you look carefully, you will see a young man, an urban missionary, with a cart ministering to the residents of that camp. These urban missionaries, whom I used to accompany uh, on Sunday afternoons when I was in Portland, are men motivated with that same spirit of St. Teresa of Calcutta, and also of another missionary to the poor, Blessed Charles de Foucault, who, once he returned to the practice of his faith, having lapsed as a young man, said, as soon as I believe in, believed in God, I understood that I could not do otherwise than to live for him alone. Blessed Charles was ordained a priest, and then he lived as a hermit in the Sahara Desert, 
being, as he, as he said, he wanted to be a brother to all, desiring to live among the furthest removed, the most abandoned. He wanted, he said, to shout the gospel with his life and to conduct his life so that people would ask, if such is the servant, what must the master be like? He was assassinated by a band of men at his hermitage on December 1st, 1916 in the Sahara, and he's soon to be declared a saint. To love oneself is to become like Christ. To become like Christ, we must love him with all our heart, mind, and soul. Only then will we love our neighbors as Christ did, ready even to lay down our lives for them. Amarás al Señor tu Dios con todo tu corazón, con toda tu alma y con toda tu mente. Este es el más grande y el primero de los mandamientos. La enseñanza de nuestro Señor hoy nos invita a examinar la totalidad o no de nuestro amor por Dios. ¿Hay algo que se interponga entre nosotros y Dios? Amar a Dios con todo nuestro corazón significa no estar apegado a ninguna otra cosa o persona que no sea Dios. Cualesquiera que sean los amores menores y secundarios que se nos presenten, deben ser amados por Dios de tal manera que toda nuestra vida tienda hacia la vida en el cielo, cuya posesión es el único propósito de nuestra existencia. Amar a Dios con todo el alma significa ordenar nuestra voluntad para que esté tan fija en amar a Dios como para estar dispuesta a entregarse por Dios. La vida no valdría la pena vivirla si no se viviera para Dios. Amar a Dios con toda nuestra mente significa tener la mente firmemente enfocada en la verdad y ser firme en la fe. Amar a Dios con la mente significa esforzarse por vivir constantemente en y constantemente consciente de la presencia de Dios. Tener un espíritu de oración. No permitir que entren en nuestra mente cosas que pueden alejarnos de Dios. Tomar tiempo para nutrir nuestra mente mirando o escuchando buenos programas o leyendo buenos artículos o libros. Si bien no hay, no hay escasez de lo que podría ser malsano o incluso pecaminoso, también hay una gran cantidad de material en la radio, televisión católica, podcasts, libros en audio, etc., que pueden ser buenos para nosotros y pueden nutrir nuestras almas y ayudarnos que veamos nuestras vidas y el mundo desde la perspectiva de la eternidad. Jesús habla del segundo mandamiento, como es, que es como el primero, amarás a tu prójimo como a ti mismo. Es como el primero porque vemos en cada persona la imagen de Dios, y al amar la imagen de Dios que vemos en los demás, amamos a Dios. En el libro del Éxodo escuchamos cómo Dios quiere su pueblo tratar a los extranjeros, las viudas, los huérfanos y los pobres. La imagen en la portada del boletín de este fin de semana es de un campamento para personas sin hogar en Portland. Si miras con atención, verás a un joven misionero urbano con un carro ministrando a los residentes de ese campamento. 
Estos misioneros urbanos son hombres motivados con el espíritu de la Santa Teresa de Calcuta y de otro misionero de los pobres, el Beato Carlos de Foucault, quien, una vez que regresó a la práctica de su fe, dijo, «Tan pronto como creí en Dios, entendí que no podía hacer otra cosa que vivir solo para Él». Fue ordenado sacerdote y luego vivió como ermitaño en el Sahara, siendo hermano de todos, deseando vivir entre los más alejados, los más abandonados. Quería, decía, gritar el Evangelio con su vida y conducir su vida de modo que la gente preguntara, si tal es el siervo, ¿cómo debe ser el maestro? Fue asesinado por una banda de hombres en su ermita en el Sahara el primero de diciembre de 1916 y pronto será declarado santo. Amarse a uno mismo es llegar a ser como Cristo. Para llegar a ser como Cristo, debemos amarlo con todo nuestro corazón, mente y alma. Solo entonces amaremos a nuestro prójimo como lo hizo Cristo, dispuestos a dar, a dar nuestras vidas por ellos. <música>